Welcome to the Women Encouraged podcast. We're your hosts, Bethany Berendrecht and Brittany Robertson. We are delighted to have the chance to connect you with other women who love the Lord, who love His Word, and who are pursuing a life of faithfulness in Him. Thanks so much for joining us. Hi, friends. We're so glad you joined us for episode 15. On the podcast here, we've been stressing the importance of personally reading and studying our Bibles because the Word of God must be the foundation of the Christian life, and we need to know our God for who He declares Himself to be. But when it comes to women's discipleship, how should we decide how to help women? What is our goal? A couple of years ago, I was introduced to a ministry in my home area of Portland, Oregon, run by Katie Roberts and Taylor Turkington. These two women have encouraged and inspired me with their devotion to God's Word and their passion to disciple women by training them how to handle the word rightly. They are now the staff of the Gospel Coalition's Women's Training Network, and Brittany and I are just overjoyed to introduce these friends to you today. It's the second part of our little three-part mini-series on women's discipleship. Welcome to Taylor Turkington and Katie Roberts. Thank you for joining us today. We're glad to be here. Yeah, thank you for having us. So Taylor, would you, would you go first telling us about yourself and um, what you're doing right now? I live in Portland, Oregon, where Katie and I have met and we have been leading the Verity Fellowship and are transitioning into leading the Women's Training Network for TGC. I um, love living in Portland and being a Northwest gal. I'm currently also working on my dissertation to finish my doctorate of ministry. So that's kind of been keeping me busy. That is due in June. So I have been pushing forward, trying to finish that on Habakkuk. Oh, wow. That's mm-hmm. excellent. And Katie, how about yourself? I, I live in Eugene, Oregon, which is about two hours south of Portland. But I go up to Portland often. My I feel like I have these two lives, one in Eugene and one up in Portland. Um, so, And I also, just like Taylor, love living in the Pacific Northwest, even though right now it should be like warm and springy, but it's rainy. But I still really love it. It's beautiful up here. So, um, And I, uh, I also am... I'm in my doctor of ministry program at Western Seminary like Taylor is, but I'm farther behind than she is. So I'm still doing classwork. So I'm actually prepping for a class that I'm taking in July. I'm excited about. And um, I obviously I do this work with Verity and the Gospel Coalition, but I also um, uh, lead women's ministry in our local church with a team of women. So I divide my time between that. And at our church here in Eugene, my husband is the pastor. So um, I spend a lot of time at our church. So, and we have, we have three, I have three kids. My husband and I have three kids, but also, um, Taylor is expecting a baby any day. I feel like that should definitely be mentioned. Wow. Congratulations. That's awesome. It is true. I keep hoping it's going to be today. So we will see. (laughs) We're very glad that it actually wasn't today because we're glad to talk to you, but I will, we should pray for you. you It can still happen. It still can happen today. That would be how about tonight? During the podcast would be pretty epic, actually. <laughs> that would I think that would like be a best listen. Yep. Yeah. That would be. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, um, so was it 2016 or 2015 that you both started Verity Fellowship? I was going back. I'm I'm new to the concept. So um we did we started Women Encouraged here, and a friend of mine texted me and said, Hey, so I'm going to this thing. 
called Verity Fellowship and this this conference. And it sounds like what you're doing. Are you affiliated with them? And I said, no, but it made me so excited. And I went and looked into what you're doing. And I, I think as far as back as I went was 2016. So how far back did you start? Yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a little bit about how we got started. I I think, and Taylor, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I mean, we we got started back in the very beginning of 2015 was when the idea got planted. Does that sound right, Taylor? Or was it even? I think it was 2014. Yeah, yep, yep. So, um, a, a few a number of years ago was when we actually got started, and the way the way it started is kind of funny because we have a um a professor at Western Seminary that we both really respect and like, named Artazerdia, and he has done something somewhat similar to what we do with the Verity Fellowship, but for men for over a decade now. And he knew both Taylor and me as students and one day just called us into his office and said, um, I really do think that there is a need among women for them to have something kind of like what we do for the Spurgeon Fellowship. And I think the two of you should do it. Um, but you... Uh, I'm not, I mean, he kind of was like, so go do it. There wasn't, it was like, this is a great idea. Go do it without really, um, we didn't really have any idea how to make it happen. And so Taylor and I just started praying and praying and asking the Lord, you know, we, we see a need too for women to be encouraged as they do ministry. I mean, whether that's, you know, like formal ministry in the church, or if that's teaching the gospel to their kids or sharing the gospel with a neighbor, I mean, whatever it is that they're doing, um, they, there's a need for them to be encouraged in that and then equipped and trained in how to like constantly Mm -hmm. be getting better at doing it. And so we saw, we agreed with him on the need. Um, and it is where our hearts and passion already were. So we just prayed about it. And after a long time, a number of months, um, the Lord just started opening doors for that to happen. And so, we spent, I think, I mean, from the beginning of the suggestion until we actually had our first event, I think was about a year and a half of praying and then planning and seeing the Lord open the doors for it. And of course, honing in a little bit more on who we, who, who we wanted to be, uh, of course, of course, that being ultimately what the Lord wanted it to be. Um, and, uh, one of the, one of the funniest things that happened when we were planning was, I mean, the, one of the things that we needed was, a like we needed to be part of an organization, um, because it was, would have been really complicated to have our own nonprofit status at the beginning. And the Lord answered prayer by having that happen at Western seminary. And that was, uh, clearly his work, um, just by itself. But then later that fall, we were, uh, we have had a, we have two different types of events and one of them is a conference with a plenary speaker. And so we were asking the Lord to, um, give us a plenary speaker. And we both said, wouldn't it be fun if we could have Nancy Guthrie that that's never going to happen. She's way too well known, you know, way too busy. I'm sure it would never happen. And that Christmas time, a good friend of ours, who's, um, who, who leads women's ministry at her church in the Northwest is friends with Nancy Guthrie and was having her come to do just a one evening kind of thing. And she said, I'll introduce you guys to her and you can ask her. So we met with Nancy Guthrie that night and said, here's our idea. Here's our plan. Would you come and be our first speaker? And she said, yes. So that was was probably the most miraculous. Incredible. Yeah, it really was. So that's kind of how we got started. I think, oh my goodness, it's got to be about five years ago now. So Wow, that's exciting. Um, that's a little bit. Yeah, we have we have a slightly similar story just in terms of the miraculous nature of somebody saying yes. We were her first contract speaking engagement. 
But then when she got here, she kind of was like, I would never have come this far if I had looked at a map. And then um, it was amazing, though, because we had she had she did end up having a really good time. And then when she left, she said, I actually would come back. She's so it was really sweet. But um, you all you started something that really um, it, it is different from what we do, because it's not so much centered around just a fellowship opportunity. It's deep teaching and it's. Um, teaching women really how to handle scripture. And so you have a post on the veritifellowship.org page called what makes Verity Verity. And I'm mm-hmm. um, just using that. Do you mind explaining a bit what, what does make Verity Verity and why, who are you going to be transitioning into um, even though your values aren't going to change? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Katie and I have both worked significantly in the local church, wanting to equip women there, but also realizing that there's sometimes women who want to serve in their churches or outside of their churches and parachurch organizations, but haven't, don't really have a full grasp of like, how to use the scriptures well, which has really been our heart. Um, how do we help women use the scriptures well and center it all on Jesus at the same time? So if you look at that post, you'll see we kind of have these very values that we've talked about. And um, one of them is thinking theologically. We want to make sure that we're thinking really well about things that we don't pull away from hard topics, but that we actually think through our doctrine and that we're not afraid of it. We want to teach biblically. We want them to see that the Bible actually applies to all of our different ministries, whether we're talking to kids or our neighbors, whether we're doing discipleship or sharing the gospel, that really the Bible is what people need to understand and know, and that it centers entirely on Jesus Christ. Sometimes we can get distracted, I think, especially in women's ministry of trying to find an answer in the Bible instead of um, looking for the larger picture, which is leading us to the grace of Jesus. Other than just finding what's the answer for the next thing that I need or what's the moral of this. And so our hearts are really to like push women to think well and do all of it. And we realize that women do that in different ways. We want to equip them for their own callings and giftings. Not all of them are going to look like me or Katie or you guys, but rather it all looks different for us as we kind of want to serve women to push them as they serve the kingdom. Finally, one of our big goals is to really talk about how the gospel transforms I think that even as we think about our values, sometimes we can get um, almost full of ourselves. Like, hey, I have this figured out. I know the Bible centers on Jesus. I know the right way to teach biblically. I know how to do all of this. I'm equipped. But at the end of the day, we believe that we need the grace of the gospel of Jesus every day. (laughs) That we come back to it over and over again. And that when we recognize that transformation from the gospel, that we become women who are dependent on Jesus all the time. And that we walk in the power of the spirit, not in anything that we do on our own. So those are kind of the things that we come back to over and over again that root me and Katie in our own desire to follow Jesus. And that we want to talk about a lot at Verity and now at the Women's Training Network. That is yeah. really exciting. And I wanted to add to that. I think one of the things that happened for us as we, I mean, we always knew that we we wanted to, all the stuff Taylor said, and specifically like centering ministry on Jesus. But one of the things that unfolded over time that you hit on was, I mean, at the beginning, we were like, we're going to be half, you know, encouragement in the gospel and then half training. But, but what we found, what we found over time 
um, was that um, our second event, which which so the first one has a plenary speaker. There's some training involved. There's one kind of workshop training session, but most of it is encouragement in the gospel as these women who are gifted to proclaim it from the scriptures give that to us, women like Nancy Guthrie. But then we have the second event that we've always called it a day of workshops. So even though there's an exposition of a passage of scripture in the morning, most of the day is spent with just different curriculum that you can go through to be trained in different areas. I mean, all of it's grounded in using the scriptures well, but it could be like a basic Bible interpretation one or even a more advanced Bible interpretation if you kind of have the basics down. And then other ones about practical ministry things like discipleship and evangelism, children's ministry. And women have been like eating that stuff up. It's, it's amazing the hunger that was out there for that kind of training. We, I don't think that we, we knew that it would be like that at the beginning. And that's the area that, that has grown, I think more than, more than any other with all of those values that Taylor just said. I think one of the common misconceptions that seems to be a thread that runs through, um, a lot of different churches and sorry, the women's ministries in different churches is that, Women just want um, kind of practical help for today. They want to just feel better about life. But it has been amazing on just our little small area here to experience the hunger that women have to know the word of God and to handle it well. Mm. And I'm just so excited for what you're doing. That is such a blessing. It's um I'm just really, I'm really hoping that one of these days I can come to one of your events. I'm from the Portland area, so it's kind of... um a little extra exciting for me because maybe I could make it back during one of your events. I was just going to add that I think that it's so amazing as I'm listening to this. Stephanie just introduced me to it. But I, I think that it's so amazing that there's this movement happening through women. And and this is we're in Canada and you guys are in the States. But it just gets me excited that um, you can so clearly see God's hand as he's taking us from um start like beginning starting out in the scripture and then growing everybody's desire to understand more to really be um, seeing the full picture and that it seems to be happening um, at the same time if that makes sense like it's just beautiful to me that that this hunger is happening there and that here in Grand Prairie Alberta the hunger is happening too I just think that's so amazing I was going to say, that's a beautiful thing. I love that. I agree with you, Brittany. It's, I love how God is doing that across the world, even as we go back to the scriptures and we realize the grace that he has for us and that we really want to understand what he is saying rather than just finding more rules or something for us to obey. And it does seem to be a work of the spirit that he's doing in multiple places at the same time, which is really encouraging as we labor in this, I think. So encouraging that as we're doing this, it's like that. Um, freedom of like, he's got this, you know, it's that reminder, like, watch, watch me, I'm moving. And we all get to be a part of it. But it just makes you really step back and see the grand scope of things. And I mean, we are not even seeing the whole picture of it, but just a little bit. One of my favorite books, and I'm pretty sure it's probably something you're familiar with, too, is Word Filled Women's Ministry. And a quote from, um, the introduction says, ever since Eve, it has been our human tendency to distance ourselves from God's word. No ministry in the church is exempt from the temptation to focus more on human desires and needs than on God's provision of his revelation of himself to us. 
women's ministry in particular can so easily be all about women rather than being all about women together, hearing and following God's voice revealed in his word. Um, so I'm just so grateful to, to see your focus being women together, getting to know God through his word. I feel like we've touched on it a little bit, but can you guys expand on why training women to know and accurately handle scripture is so vital for the church? Oh man, we think it is so vital for the church because women are part of the church. We are the church with the men that are there and we are all gifted and called to be laboring in the kingdom. And the scriptures are where we see the truth of God revealed. So as we can handle our Bibles better, we use our gifts to be speaking it to other people. And I think sometimes we downplay the informal ministry that we have, even when we're just talking to our friends or we are talking to our children or having a phone call with someone and we're able to talk about what God says and what the scriptures mean and how it fits together. That's been huge in our minds of thinking about how God is going to bring revival, even in the small areas, the cities where women come from and attend Verity events, that the Lord would use them to proclaim the good news of Jesus from the scriptures. And how I think that that's how the spirit continues to spread. Um, all the truth is through our words. It's so kind of him to use us. That's so neat. Katie, do you have anything you want to add to that? No, I, I agree. I just agree with everything Taylor said. And I, I do think that, I think that there's an element of, um, Oh, just a sense of urgency along with the Great Commission and knowing it's such an honor to think that Christ would include us in that. And recently I, we were listening to a, um, a message that was actually at the Spurgeon Fellowship, the, the latest speaker that they had. Taylor and I often get to go to this event that's for men because we, um, we get to announce our events and also help with registration. So we were there a couple of weeks ago and um, I can't remember the exact passage. Taylor might be able to fill it in, but it was the general idea was a guy preaching about how there is this baton in this relay race that we're in that gets passed, you know, from generation to generation. And that now is the time that this baton of the gospel, um, of which of course is contained in scripture has been passed to us. And there is such an undeserved honor in that, that the Lord would give us the task of understanding his word and then being able to minister Christ to people out of it. And I think it's understanding the urgency and the honor of that and that there is a that there is a great dignity given to us as women, um, as well as men, of course, but focusing on wh where the Lord's put us is to focus on women doing this and enabling women to understand the, the calling and the dignity that's there for all of us, whatever the context that we're in. And I think um, um, understanding that um, and that it glorifies and pleases Jesus for us to do it is what is why this is like to add to what Taylor said about why this is so vitally important. Yeah, that's very refreshing to hear and very encouraging. And um, I, I find that that's also on a personal level, just very inspiring to continue the work that we're doing here to connect women with um, biblical teaching and and women who will encourage them to to get into the word and know God for who he declares himself to be. Um, so your, your recent merger with the gospel coalition, um, has produced the women's training network. Is that correct? Yes, it has. Yeah. We have, the gospel coalition has kindly approached us and we are, we are joining them, uh, so that we are creating the women's training network, which in many ways, what it means is that the events that we have been working on creating through the Verity Fellowship will now travel across the U.S. and eventually globally to continue to bring these tracks of curriculum 
to different locations. So we'll have a workshop where we'll have multiple kind of tracks of um, on certain topics like discipleship or interpreting the Bible. And then women will be able to come and go through multiple sessions for a couple of days and learn and grow. And, and Katie, like we've talked about before, and I greatly value the exposition of the scriptures, the proclaiming of them and having women do that to other women so that they are encouraged and see the content of the gospel, of the gospel in the scriptures. So we are really excited to begin doing this. That is really, it's very thrilling. And you said globally, so that made me, I don't know, I had a little thrill of hope there. <laughs> maybe you'll cross the border and come north. <laughs> I think that, I think, um, I'm. who knows if whether or not that will happen, but I feel absolutely confident that if we did, and after we left, we would say we were really glad that we came, no matter how hard it was to get there. <laughs> I think probably my favorite compliment we've ever gotten for, for our conference is, well, two favorites. First is it's not fluffy. Mm-hmm. And the second was from Ruth. And she said it was like, um, she said it was a small scale version of the Gospel Coalition Women's Conference. And I was totally tickled because oh. I've never gotten to go to one of those. And so, um, yeah, I maybe one of these days we'll all get to connect at, at one of those events. Oh, we would love that. And we would love to come up there. I think it would be so fun. Yep. You should. It's a hop, skip and a jump. <laughs> And Grand Prix a hoot. <laughs> I'm going to really, really push you hard now, now that I know you would come and bring your baby. I'll hold your baby and you can teach. How about that? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, ladies, thank you again. I know um, we should wrap this up here, but I am so grateful. Thank you for taking the time and for all the work you're doing. We're so excited to see what you're going to do and what God is going to do through you. Thank you guys so, so much for having us. And um, as, as much as you said that it was encouraging to you to see what we were doing at Verity, when you guys contacted us and I got to see what you were doing, it's really, really encouraging to see what the Lord is doing there too. And I, my prayer is that all of us will keep running this race well, but um, uh, we will be praying for you guys as you continue to do this work. Thank you so much. You don't know how much that means. I thought the same thing as Katie after we heard from you. It was such a joy to see what God is doing up there. And I'm so encouraged by the like the work that you guys are doing, laying yourselves down to love and pour into women. I love it. Thank you. That means the world. Thank you so much. Yep. We'll be in touch when you're, when you're ready for a Gospel Coalition event up there in Grand Prairie. You bet. Absolutely. Thanks so much, ladies. God bless you. You too. Yes. Bye. What a joy to welcome those two ladies. I'm so glad you were able to be there for the conversation. That was so much fun. I uh, loved being able to be a part of the interview this time. It was great. Yeah. Um, I was so thankful that that I was even introduced to them. And I can't remember if it was my sister or her friend or both, but I know a couple of people had messaged me um, a while back and said, do you know about this? And it sounds so similar to what Women Encouraged is doing. And just to get a chance to look at what they are doing, and it is so strong and so steeped in scripture and that desire for women to really get into the word, to know how to accurately handle it. And I'm so grateful that they exist and that they're doing the work they're doing. And the way that this is growing is going to be such a blessing to many, many women.
I think it was especially encouraging to us because, you know, as God moves and the Holy Spirit and he's unifying his church and drawing his people together with the same purpose, it's a beautiful thing. That was what was so thrilling while we were talking with them. Like, yes, yes, this is what we feel passionate about, too. And he and it's because of him, obviously. And and it's like getting you know, we see glimpses of his glory all the time, but then, you know, every once in a while you see that big picture glory, like he's popping up groups all over the world of people that are united in his message because it's his message and that's beautiful. Yes, absolutely. And I, it makes me think about how, um, we have that need for connection. We have that need to know, that God is growing his church. It really does encourage us. And I think about back when Paul was writing letters to the different churches and he was sending greetings to them from, from people in this, in this church, um, you know, these people greet you and these people greet you. And um, we need to hear that, that God is at work and what he's doing in the lives of believers everywhere. And, and so it was a real joy and a real comfort to my heart to hear oh, these women are passionate about truth and passionate about applying the scriptures to our lives and really understanding um, how to be shaped by the word of God. I just love that um, we we concluded with this because it's a perfect segue into our next episode conversation with Pastor Matthew Cruz and Patty Roselle from Seven Church in Boston. They reached out to us a couple months ago and said they loved the podcast and they wanted to share with our listeners their discipleship uh, ministry in their church and how they're training up women within the church to embrace their femininity, um, embrace the gospel and live it out and make disciples of Jesus Christ. 